Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the book of Genesis, the first chapter, verses 26 through the third verse of chapter 2. Hear with me now the words of the Lord. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image, in our likeness, so they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created humankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish and the sea and the birds and the air and every living creature that moves on the ground. And then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit and seed within it. And they will be yours for food and and to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground Everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And so it was. And God saw that what had been made, and it was very good, and there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in their vast array, and by the seventh day, God had finished the work that he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of the creating that he had done. My friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Almighty and gracious God, as we gather for worship this morning, on our way to the sanctuary or on our way as we looked out the window just before all the technology connected, we had glimpses of your creation. All around us, fresh and new for what this day may hold. So as we worship together, may our ears be tuned to the whispers of your spirit to the voice of command from your heavens so that we would leave this hour bound together by your words, by your spirit, but by your conviction, your mission, to not just be hearers of your word, but doers of your word. In your son's holy name we pray, amen. I will confess to you that I am intrigued by all of creation. I'm amazed by it. Anytime that there's a news report of some new images from the Hubble telescope of long, far-off galaxies or stars that are being born full of colors and gases that are just out of this world, uh, I'm always amazed, and I can't wait to see what shows up on the Internet that the Hubble has now taken pictures of. Or when there's video of a volcano erupting and sort of birthing a new island out in the middle of the Pacific or watching the lava flows, I am intrigued. I am amazed to see creation happening right 
there on the screen. Or you may remember just a couple of years ago, there was this phenomenon out off the coast of North Carolina, just off of Cape Hatteras, where just by circumstance with tides and winds and currents, that a new island was formed. And I was so intrigued, but I really wanted to make the 12-hour drive out to Hatteras to get on a kayak and kayak out to the island for nothing more than just to say that I was there. Because a new island is not born just every day. It had a short-lived existence. But again, creation unfolding right in our very backyard. Or maybe you are like me and you gaze with wonder at those time-elapsed videos where someone sort of shoots a camera and you watch a, pl a flower bloom straight from a packet of dirt and all of a sudden it just bursts forth and over time it just blooms. Or maybe you've stood at the Grand Canyon and you've seen the vastness of how one river can carve out over time all that rock. Or maybe it's just the stark beauty of a flower growing up right in the crack of a sidewalk on a busy city street. I mean, we really contemplate all of the pieces of creation, all that happens around us. There's this abject amazement, wonders of all that God has wrought for us right around us that we can see every day. And so as we read today's text, it is a part of a subset. If you go all the way back to Genesis 1, you get the other five days of creation, and you get this story of awe and wonder of God's power and might. You begin to see that methodical nature, how God created all of the world around us. Where God separated the waters, where there was light, where there were stars and moon and sun. And then there were the plants and the creatures the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. The interconnectedness that God created everything around us. It's almost creedal, if you will. I mean, think about it. I mean, God said, let there be. And so it was. And then what did God say? And it was good. I mean, there's some power in that for us to realize that God is this wonderful God that thinks, he says through this, thinks about you and me and what is available for us. He just says, let there be, and has the power to let there be, and it happens. And it's always good. But our text today focuses on the sixth and the seventh day. Let us make humankind in our own image, in our own likeness, and let them rule over all the earth gives the earth to you and to me and our brothers and sisters around the globe. And then on the seventh day, God rested and called it holy. As I think about this, it sort of shows the greatest gift that we have been given, this image of creation that we are responsible for. The greatest of responsibilities, because in a sense, we are the creative extension of God's work. To have dominion over all the earth, over all the plants and the animals, to be created last and to have all of this given to us, to whom much is given, much is expected. So this idea of being created in the image of God, it gets us to think about this, that we were created to do just sort of like what God did, to bring order out of chaos. 
to do good and to practice Sabbath. I mean, when you think about it, that's really what this story is about, is that we were created to bring order out of chaos, to do good, and to practice Sabbath. I mean, in the beginning, the story begins that way, where God swept over the dark waters of chaos and said, let there be light. And thus, creation began. But see, creation concludes with God giving us this responsibility. And so being made in the image of God means that we are to do just that, to bring order out of chaos. And I think it's fair to say that there's chaos all around us, right? I mean, think about the environment. We've, we've seen just this week images of mudslides and fires out west and tornadoes and drought and conversations about climate change and what is happening to our environment. Then there's chaos in the political order. I mean, we've got Haiti and the Middle East and we've got wars and strife and fighting. And then there's human suffering. The pandemic continues to rage with Delta and Lambda and Gamma. I mean, it's like the world's worst sorority has come to town and just won't leave. But then we have the border crisis and the crisis in Central America where people are just desperate enough to travel by foot thousands of miles for hope. There's trouble in the inner city. Talk about chaos all around us, but see, we are called, no, we are charged, no. We were created to bring order out of all of this chaos. And so to do that, we must act to protect the environment, to protect creation, not just recycling, but really thinking about all of our actions and how what we do, how it impacts the physical world around us. How what we dump out in the backyard or in the streets, how that affects the water system or the air. How that affects everyone's health. We must work collaboratively to find politically common ground. Now friends, there used to be a time when we could look at each other and say, we agree to disagree, but let's figure out a solution together. And somehow that we've forgotten to do that. But bringing order out of chaos is just that, working together to figure out what is best for our city, what is best for our state, what is best for our country, what is best for the world, despite our differences of opinion, to work together to bring order out of all this chaos. We must look after and care for each other. Look to the person to the left of you. Go ahead, look at them, they're okay. Now look to the person to the right of you. Now also think about the people that are outside the walls of the sanctuary, outside the walls of your home, outside the walls of the East Room. Think about those people. They're our brothers and sisters. Each of you that just look at each other, you are each other's brothers and sisters. We are a family. We are the family of God. And so we are called to look after each other. And we, when we see suffering, when we see people hurt, we can't just say enough. We've got to say that first, but then we've got to do something about it. See, that's the chaos that we've been created to bring order out of. See, then and only then, when we look after the environment, we act to protect it, when we work collaboratively to solve the problems of our world, and when we say enough to the pain and suffering in humankind, then and only then are we bringing order out of chaos, what God created us to do. So if we start there with our work, then we begin to realize, what did God do at each day that God created? At the end of the day, it was good. 
Seeing being created in the image of God means that we are created to be an extension of God's creativity to do good in the world around us. Again, this is what we were created to do, to do good, to make a difference. I mean, I'm always in awe of things like exploration, whether it's astronauts that go into space or folks that explore the ocean depths or that live out at at, uh, Murdo Station out in Antarctica and spend months at a time out there just studying. We're doing wildlife studies, but they do this not just for adventure. They do this to come away with how we can improve what we're doing, how for us to better take care of planet Earth, how to make the world better. But there's that same kind of work just happening down the street in the innovation quarter with technology and medical technology. Think about things like nanotechnology and biotechnology, improving the quality of life and health so that we can live better and live longer and live more healthy, productive lives. I think about those people that have gone to college to study medical engineering because they want to design more realistic artificial limbs so that those folks that need them have a quality of life that resembles what they had before they lost their limbs. I mean, that's being created to do good. Or one of our own, she was so moved by tigers in the wild and the fact that their habitat was shrinking and they were close to making the endangered species list that she encouraged all the NCAA schools that claim tigers as their mascots, she encouraged them to study for, to advocate so that the tiger wouldn't go away or would just only be seen in a zoo or on a poster. We are created to do good for all of creation for each other, to the person sitting beside you, for the person that you will see as you drive out of the parking lot, for someone that you'll meet tomorrow across town. We were created to do that. So maybe the question I ask for this is, where do you see, where do we see that we can do good right where we are? Where can we do good right where we are? And let's start there today. Let's make that difference in the world around us today. And so as God got to the seventh day, God rested. God looked at all creation and he called it all good and God said, I'm going to rest today. And God called it holy. See, the image of God, if we're made in the image of God, it's the same as for us to do that for to rest, to take Sabbath. Now, Sabbath is not just having a day off. Let me be really clear. There's a day off from work where you, what do you do? You go mow the grass, you run the errands, you do the laundry, you clean the house, whatever it is you do. You're still working, right? No, see, Sabbath is a day of holy rest. It is a time of holy rest, not creating, but a day relating to God. A day pondering and realizing what has been provided for us. See, Sabbath is a day of listening to the rhythm of creation. To seeing and observing and recognizing the intricate detail of what God has wrought for us. Have you ever sat on your back porch and really watch the birds come to your feet or look at all the feathers, look at all the different colors, to really be amazed at the picture that God has painted 
in just one bird, much less the different ones that come. See, taking a time like that, that's Sabbath time. That's realizing what God has done. But Sabbath is also realizing how much God loves each of us. How much God loves you. Taking Sabbath is praising God for life itself. Praising God for your life. Praising God for your blessings in life. The things that you count, the things that you hold dearest. Praising God for God's simple love for you. I mean, no one is going to love us more than the God that created us. Sabbath is about restoring our soul by being in relationship with that one who loves us most, the one who has loved us since the dawn of time when God said, let there be light. So humor me for a moment. Take a deep breath and close your eyes. Just keep them closed. I tell you to open them back up. Take a deep breath. Clear your mind. Forget about your list of things to do. Just listen. My brothers and sisters, as you open your eyes, what we just did, what we just experienced was a small taste of Sabbath. Just listening to what God says to us. Just letting the worry go away. And it's good. So after we leave worship today, we will go out and be confronted by creation. Tomorrow you will rise, and just like happened with the first pieces of humanity, creation was already around them. Creation will be already around us, just like on the sixth day. And so as we rise and we begin to go about our day, remember that we are made in the image of God. And being made in the image of God means that we, this week, this month, this year, we are to help bring order out of chaos, to do good for the sake of the world, and to find time of Sabbath to worship the one who loves us most. Let us ponder those edicts as we come forward to the table to celebrate the meal of the kingdom in just a few minutes. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen.
Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, or 11. Have a blessed day.